I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. This song is yours. I'm Simon Fink, your guide through the wonderful world of music in 2024, and today we're thrilled to have indie rock royalty joining us. It's none other than the Dandy Warhols. These legends have been rocking our world for over three decades now, and are gearing up to drop their 12th studio record, Rockmaker, on March 15th. In today's episode, we're sitting down with the one and only Courtney Taylor Taylor, who joins us all the way from Portland, Oregon. Courtney will be sharing insights into the making of Rockmaker, discussing how certain tracks came to life, and what it was like collaborating with music icons such as Debbie Harry from Blondie. If that's not exciting enough, we'll also be talking about the Dandy Warhol's upcoming tour Down Under, which is set to kick off in April. Courtney also shares his love for the vibrant food and wine scene in Adelaide, South Australia, a city that, according to him, he's fallen head over heels for. A big thank you to Chris for helping us make this interview happen, and don't forget to check out the show notes for links to pre-order the album and grab tickets to their upcoming shows. Before we jump into today's chat, just a quick shout out to some recent episodes that you also might enjoy. We've had some real gems lately with guests like Slater Kinney, Middle Kids, and Tiny Habits. So if you are craving more musical goodness after this episode, please go ahead and give those a listen when you get a chance. All right, folks, without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Courtney Taylor Taylor of the Dandy Warhols. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Courtney Taylor Taylor from the Dandy Warhols. Courtney, hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Slightly better than expected. <laughs> That's good to hear. What's um, what's got you slightly better than expected, if I if I may ask? Well, the single with Slash is doing very well, and the record is getting a lot of uh, press. You know, we're getting a lot of. I'm doing hours and hours of interviews a day, so um, people are pretty stoked about it. You know, we've got a label that seems to hustle and work, and and be really excited about how cool this record is so kind of all those things that you hope for i can very much appreciate that and it is a very exciting time and i would agree you're there's a lot of excitement around this brand new record there's a new studio record coming from the band it's called rock maker it is out march 15th and as you mentioned there's a brand new single out at the moment featuring slash which is called i'd like to help with your problem um Congrats on the single and on this brilliant forthcoming album. We were very lucky enough to have a bit of a sneak peek and have a listen to it. Um, I wanted to ask, yeah, I guess with it being a brand new record, I think it's the 12th record that's coming out as a studio record from the band. Is there still an element of of nerves or 
excitement when it does come to putting out new music from the Dandy Warhols? Well, this one, um, we've just, you know, we've done self-releasing stuff and we've just learned a lot. So this is our, our first time back with a label where we are more experienced and they're good. Like they listen to us and, you know, and they don't want to break up our team of, you know, PR and, um, you know, design and all the shit, you know, there's just so much now digital media, how to interface with the world. And, um, we have people that we like and that we trust and they're doing great. Uh, and then the label has their own connections and their own people that they have had good results with. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, we're, this is a record that we are trying harder. We're working harder. I haven't worked this hard, hard in, I don't know, like decades, actually. Mm-hmm. It's been very lazy, easy going, groovy, groovy vacation uh you know record release yeah you know yeah let's put this record out kind of thing um this this one is a is it's a grind you know it's not easy it's not but but it's 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 great it's it's working and it's kind of fun i guess (laughs) i imagine that through 12 studio records you've probably gone through the the um I want to, I don't want to say the machine, but like the, there's so many different ways to promote a record over that many years. I imagine that you've probably seen it all and uh, through zines, magazines, podcasts now that that has kind of like an effect in terms of how you approach each record release. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's who you know that does certain things that is, you know, adept at that's into finding all the podcasts that would be appropriate or interested in, you know, the record, that kind of a record, you know? And, um, yeah, yeah, it certainly has. I mean, and there's been so many false starts and weird shit and record labels popping up and then disappearing. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, we we lived when before there was digital recording. We were recording on tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MTV. MTV was the single great, greatest gatekeeper of music on earth. And you know, if they liked you, they could, and they did in our case. And they did the best they could for us. We didn't have. Um, you know, rap rock or grunge hits. So they, you know, they found cool ways to play our videos and, you know, be a part of helping the dandies uh, get known and find our audience around, around the world, parts of the world. Um, Australia always had, I think, Rage TV. Rage was there, was Mm -hmm. your MTV. And they were also very cool to us. I would, um, as a young man growing up in the early 2000s, I would agree with that. I've seen many Dandy Warhols videos across Rage um, on our on our ABC channel, which is, I think, different to the ABC channel in the States. Um, I know that there's a lot of Australian Australian fans. Australian or American. I think yes. the BC are the same. It's just whether it's Australia or America <laughs> being the A. Very true. 
I know that there's a lot of Australian fans that I've spoken to who are excited about this new record that you're putting out, Rockmaker. Um, the the sonics of this record, I was kind of surprised. Obviously, every band, um, well, you hope most bands evolve or they try new things with sound. I was kind of surprised with this in terms of I maybe if I wasn't aware that it was a Dandy Warhol's record, might not have placed it in that same category. There's there's a bit more um I don't I don't even think evolution, but there's there's different sounds going on with this record with Rockmaker. There's post-punk, there's elements of more fuzz, grunge, even like little bits of metal on this record. Um I'm very curious for yourself and for the band, is that something that is discussed prior to writing the songs and going in? Yeah, this 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 one this song was absolutely. I mean, this record was absolutely. You know, it was a definitely. Every song has to start with a metal riff. You know, whether it's slow or fast, more punk or slow sludge. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, really the three singles that we're releasing on on Sunset Boulevard, uh, the our label, uh, are all sludge. All of them are, you know, the uh, dancing with myself, total sludge, fast, and then, um, and then the uh, I'd like to help you with your problem. It's not as sludgy, but it's still slow, slow grinding metal, Sabbathy riff. And then uh, the next one, I'll never stop loving you. That's like somebody. The last interview, the guy was saying it's like grind a man you know it's got a <laughs> grinder man kind of vibe to it yeah really slow so uh yeah i'm 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 pretty happy about you know the selections for singles uh, but there is obviously there's a lot of other you know a lot of other influences and shit that came out um on this record yeah yeah it's it was great it's 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 exciting for us uh, to make records because we always choose something that isn't currently being done. And mm -hmm. it's generally something we've never done before. Uh, and then occasionally we'll just make a record where we don't discuss it. We just lay stuff down and we don't really care mm -hmm. if, if it goes together or not. And that's kind of, you know, every second or third album, we, maybe every other record. I don't know. I've never really gone back and you know scientifically looked at it gone that was a free form record that was absolute stream of consciousness this one remember we decided this you know so um, but those are our two general modes we either have the bumpers on or the bumpers are off and that's <laughs> you know i like both i like both we get to do whatever the fuck we want and that's cool you know i think it is very cool and it's kind of nice to um we've spoken to some artists recently in terms of you have some bands that kind of make not facsimiles of previous records, but they make the same records that, that are very much within their wheelhouse. And it is always exciting when you hear a band trial new things, make new sounds, kind of push. And as you said, sometimes bumpers on, bumpers off. Um, one thing I was not surprised at, but like as I was reading through the track list, having a look, we've mentioned that um, that Slash features on the new single, Frank Black from the Pixies was on Dancing With Myself. And... Um, I don't know if it's announced yet. I can cut it out of the episode if it is. But Debbie Harry is also on this record. This is kind of fantastic. Was that? And we have and we have James Mercer from the Shins. Yes. Just saying, going. 
doing that. Yeah, we got a bunch of friends and and heroes of ours. We, you got uh, Pat Patrick Spurgeon from uh, Rogue Wave is on there. Um, yeah, we got great we got great people that can do. They have chops and can do things that none none of the four of us can do. You know, and that's why you get them. And we're very lucky to have uh, access and a name that has enough artistic, you know, respect and value that we can, we can cast out for Debbie Harry. And, you know, and then the, and then the management comes back and says, yeah, she'll do it. She says she'll do it. (laughs) You know, like, fuck, imagine that, that email, you know, like, God, you know, that's just crazy. Slash Slash took about 40 minutes to get back. That was great. <laughs> Didn't have to lose any sleep over that one. He, he just came back, you know, his manager came back to our manager and said, yeah, man. Yeah, he'd love to do it. He loves it. He thinks it's really cool. He really wants to do, you know, uh, what do you, and, he, and, and then they come, you know, what, what, what are you looking for? You know, he's like, what kind of thing do you want? And of course I said, Vietnam vet rock, you know, like mm. LSD rock, 1970 Wawa pedal shit. And fuck, talk about a wheelhouse, dude. That guy is deep. There's like modal Middle Eastern stuff in there. It's exotic and gorgeous and textural. And it's, you know, it's it's just beautiful. I never tire of it. I listen to it every day. It's an incredible sounding record. I have to admit that with these, with these kind of guests, were they, I guess when you're in the studio and writing these songs, were you thinking in your mind, regardless of whether it's Slash or Debbie themselves, were you thinking, oh, this needs some form of guest or this is a, a line or a, a melody run for someone that's not us? Like, well, you- it usually happens with one of us trying to do it. You know, mm-hmm. somebody will, you know, try you know, I tried to sing that Debbie part, right? And it just, you know, and it's hard. It's like a guy singing falsetto, and I can do it with feeling and everything. And it sounds good. It sounded good enough, you know, it sounded cool. Um, but my manager just, you know, I, you know, I probably after the third or fourth of a different mix, and I'll only record this part, you know, he said, if you could have anyone sing that for you, what, who would it be? And I said, well, it's, you know, Debbie Harry, but, you know, who do I know that that I could get? Mm-hmm. No one, you know. I'll, I'll I'll keep working on it. He goes, you want me to ask? Uh, you know. And I said, of course, of course, you know. So this is a record of a lot of hail marys, you know. You gotta you gotta give it a try. And that one, you know, she took that took a lot longer to get uh, an answer back. And but then it was like, cool, man. Chris Stein likes it too. He loves it, you know. And da da da. God, man, let me tell you, though, when that came back and we got that placed in the mix and got her voice in there and got the, you know, the kind of spaghetti Western orchestral sound to her voice, um, it, it really, it really showed me that with me singing, like. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It, it can't, it cannot achieve this level of maybe professionalism or something. Um, I just will never be that kind of singer. I am a rock art experimental singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Debbie Harry is a real singer, and she always was. And and you know, obviously, when you think of Debbie Harry, you just think fucking cool, hot, really hot, and dresses really cool. And that was mm-hmm. her thing. You know, she was the hottest, coolest chick in the world for a good number of years. People don't go, oh, vocal chops. God, what a legend. You know. And most of her time, she wasn't using, you know, you don't notice. You listen to In the Sun, and you go, In the sun, away for that day. And you go, that, yeah, it's fucking great. What a great singer. Cool singer. You watch it live in, like, late 70s, get a YouTube of it live. And she's pogoing and just thrashing around, and then she's hitting every note perfectly. It's unbelievable. So having her was on that but you know the same thing with slash like that frank black you know getting him on that record when you get it in there and you get it in the mix and then you go okay you know and everybody everybody bongs you take a big bong rip and then you wait (laughs) and then you sit around you go chat a little bit like then you go okay turn around hit play and like when the when the frank black thing came in out of all that chaos, you know, the sludgy chaos and all the sounds and all the textures. And then it breaks down and then he plays that part. Uh, and, uh, Peter turned around to me and just goes, a moment of sanity. And I was like, fuck, God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you wonder when you make that much of a noisy, chaotic song, you wonder if it's really going to work for four and a half minutes. That's mm-hmm. a long time for a piece of music. And, um, yeah, God, having him in there, it made it possible. You know, it just made it easier to get that thing to work. It, it, it excuses the next, the other two minutes of, of tension and chaos and, you know, sonic dissonance. It is, yeah, absolutely stunning the kind of work that you've managed to pull together on this record with the band and with these guests. I was wondering if you might indulge me just for a minute or so. My favourite track on this forthcoming record, it comes out middle of March, um, it was called The Cross and it kind of gave off this like Mm. gothic fuzz kind of vibe, almost like 80s gothic fuzz. It reminded me of some, some certain teen Christian at that death. time. Christ, Christian <laughs> yeah. Death. You know, remember that band, Christian Death? 
That's what popped into my head. That was Christian Death. And it has a kraut goth club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. I'm glad you love it. That's fucking great. <laughs> I yeah. was wondering, yeah, could you tell us where what inspired that song or kind of where it came from? Well, they were all just started with the metal riff. And then... The, uh, I played... Uh, I immediately just thought goth club. You know, Peter and I were both goth dance club kids. And um, so... Nobody remembers this beat, but because I was a drummer uh, in bands playing in the 80s, I do remember. And it's, you know, it's a very Englishy kind of, you know, version of crowd from that front 242 or any puppy or I, I can't quite remember who or where exactly what tracks did that, but it was, it was everywhere in 89. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, yes, yes. I was a drummer my whole life until the Dandy Warhols. It's my first band playing guitar and singing. And, and I got to, I got to get that, that beat that total authentic 80s goth dance club beat into a song and then release it into the world. I'm super proud of that. <laughs> that is a total achievement in my in my little mind. It is an incredible song. And so thank you for indulging me to ask about it. I'm very excited to um I'm very excited to to have this record out and for people to be able to listen to it. I'm excited to be able to see that song live. As mentioned near the top, you are coming back to Australia in mm, April. I don't, think, I don't think we're going to have time to learn that before we have to go, but maybe we will. We'll try. Look, no pressure. I'm, I'm happy to hear whatever of the new record. I was going to ask, is there a, um, a certain track from the new record that you're kind of excited to get out there in a live setting and, and play to people? Uh, yeah, we're working on learning them right now. <laughs> we're just trying to learn the four singles right now so far for the American tour, which starts in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, but yeah, God, if I can learn how to do, how to do the Debbie Harry, the I'll never stop loving you. If I can learn how to do that and get that thing, that is just going to be a beaut so gorgeous but they all are i mean it's just exciting to have new songs and they're getting there they're getting cool you know because you gotta you gotta learn them and you, it has to be a lot of muscle memory so that you mm. don't have to think about everything you're doing it's hitting pedals playing the guitar and singing at the same time is not is not uh that easy but it's a hell of a lot easier than playing guitar and talking at the mm. same time singing is interdependence in the rhythms and the notes so this is going jung jinga jung jinga jing chunga jung you go well and all the body and they're interdependent on each other so the rhythms are either on or or in between perfectly in between or on but going and then going I will never stop loving you. Mm. 
randomly, no rhythm to it, just (laughs) this happening. That's a lot of what my days are spent doing right now, learning how to do that. I just got Danzig with myself down. I've Mm -hmm. forgotten how to do that because that is more rhythmic than um, Never Stop Loving You. And so I've, I've that one I got it got that one together. That's cool. It's sure and learning how to do that has made all of the other songs so much better and easier for me mm-hmm. to really focus on. I think I'm I'm developing um, uh, greater you know hemispheric coordination and communication than I've probably ever had. Um, certainly musically never had to do that and you've got the you've got the two sides that are you know they're they have to be they have to be working together so i'm it's good i feel mentally it, it's i think it's cool it, it helps me be a more positive and less less neural ruts to get caught in when doing shit like this yeah, very, very fair, especially when you're, as you said, you're, you're playing a lot of shows on this tour, I think, having a look at the US dates, the Australian dates, and I think there were some other dates after that, is that you're obviously going to be playing these songs for a while, the more, um, to to take the phrase you use, the muscle memory that you can have with them, obviously, the better. Um, I do want to very quickly ask, obviously, we're very excited to see you down here in Australia. I think there's been extra shows added to Adelaide, to Melbourne. I think one other city had a second show added as well. Um for yourself, I know you've come down here quite a few times. Do you have any core memories from previous Australian visits or something that sticks out in your mind? Oh, tons. You know, we spent so much of our lives in Australia and we've just had such amazing experiences and life experiences and such great friends down there. Um, right now, one of my favorite things is that uh, often we go in Sydney, we go to the zebra bar on the right on the water down there mm-hmm. and just basically gorge ourselves on white wine and seafood, really good white wines. Like uh, that guy has gotten really into really good wines and mostly whites, but he has some great reds as well, but geez, Louise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Food and wine, man. That's, that's, something that is just, you know, it's everywhere. Uh, in Adelaide, they have the first Penfolds winery and the restaurant in there is probably my favorite restaurant I've ever been to in the world. I must've eaten or t- tasted 35 things on that tasting menu. I did There's probably 35 different things that you taste. And I did the, I did the amped up, super pumped up, uh, wine pairings list which is then a day because then they get out past you know now it's 20 year old bordeaux and you know things like that not just penfolds 20 year old you know bin 707s or granges or whatever there's also there's all sorts of shit and god what a spectacular chef i mean that was definitely the best chef i've ever sampled um, in my life and i've eaten at some Michelin started restaurants, you know, around the world. So boy, anyone get yourself in there, save up your pennies. Cause it ain't free, mm-hmm. but, uh, God it's, if you like, if you like <laughs> really interesting and 
mind-blowing food, if that's a priority in your life, go there. Uh, we're an Adelaide-based podcast and have had the lucky fortune to one time go to um, the Penfolds place that you're talking about, incredible wine yep. and incredible food that they've done there, some in, immaculate things they've done. Um, yeah, so nice. I love Adelaide, man. When we were... Yeah, when we were when we were in Adelaide uh, with the uh, Hoodoo Gurus, you know, we were in there for a couple of days. I think maybe three days or something, and we were just staying right there in that Central Market mm. area, and that was one of my favorite experiences of tour ever in my life. I I, I think a lot about getting back to Adelaide. I really really loved that city. And I think it's my favorite Australian city now. If I could go to any Australian city and live for a week, it would be Adelaide. We do. Adelaide. <laughs> we do tend to have good wine and good food here. So we, we have that going for us. Um, yeah, Courtney. the vibe, the speed, the speed, the culture, um, just that the press of humanity in that area and the, and the super, you know, confetti cannon of cultures in mm. there. That was cool, man. It's cool. I want to go. I want to be there right now. We will be seeing you in April. So, and we'll be at the show um, at the Gov. Actually, there's two shows in April in Adelaide. So, obviously, it, the love is reciprocated. Right. We do very much enjoy having you in Adelaide. So, um, we'll be there. But um, until that point, we are going to enjoy the single that is out at the moment. It's called I'd Like to Help With Your Problem. It features Slash and the brand new record, Rock Make It, comes out in the middle of March. We'll make sure um, tickets uh, are available in the podcast show notes for people to buy tickets to your shows and for people to buy the album. But Courtney, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Really, I, we, we appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.